Oh, hello there. This is How to Die Alone. Oh my god, that's almost something. I'm one of your hosts as always, Stephen Henry. To my right, Mr. Matt Carter. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I'm just going to sit in that. <laughs> just sit in that for a second. I didn't... Uh... Hey. Yeah, Fonzie, uh, Fonzie Carter over here. And then across from me, the uh, the head bear in charge, Mr. David Wayne. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. He's the head bear in charge. Fat man putting on more fat pound fat piece of shit, David Wayne, than he's neck. Fattening up now, getting that Crisco gravy. Yeah, I was losing weight. Now. <laughs> getting after the gravy. Got it all back, man. Going off the rails on a gravy train. I did the same thing. Don't, I'm going to the gym now. I'm working on myself. But You go to the gym like twice a day or something, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I've done that for a week now. Jesus. I'm trying. Man. I know. I go for like a half hour at a time. Avoiding oh, the elliptical okay. the whole time. No, that's I get I, staring no, daggers. I, no. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up, yeah, elliptical. I, I remember what you corner. did to me last time. Put it in the corner and face it away from me. The elliptical is a tackling dummy for Carter. <laughs> people walking by. Why? Why does he have? Other people are like. Why does he have that elliptical in a chokehold? <laughs> just like I'll never forget. He's like strangling it. No, I, I go. I do the elliptical for like 20 minutes, and then I do like 10 minutes on the treadmill, and then I do. Do you like walk some on the treadmill? Hit the spot. I'll either walk in an incline, or I'll, I'll typically try to. I try to jog, but like oh, okay. it's just rough on my knees and my feet. That's what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, you're you're small enough to where you can jog. On. <laughs> what? Oh, I, I can't. He's not that fat. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant Thank like height wise. No, no, no. Yeah, no. But you gotta be it, Gary Coleman to hit the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really come down really hard. Really? On my, See, on that, my that's feet. why. Yeah, I can't run. I, I try. I can do it for about ten minutes, and if I and if uh, if, if, if it is if it is up. fucking up my knees, I'll just put it on an incline and just walk that's really what I fast, would like do. four miles an hour. I would do that. Yeah, as a cool down, I would do the yeah. elliptical hard for like twenty thirty minutes, and then walk for like ten fifteen. I like the uh, the stair steppers because I feel like those actually have minimal impact on my knees. Ironically, yeah. Oh yeah, because they kind of slowly go down, yeah. and those you can increase resistance. I wish shit. we had. I wish we had one of those, but um, we don't. <laughs> my thing is just time on the stationary bike, and then time on the elliptical. Because like I I can't do the treadmill. I will fuck my knees up. Our yeah. stationary bike in the gym at my apartment complex is just like it's falling apart. Like at really. The, the, the handlebars like just like move freely they don't tighten enough it's like stripped oh. out so you're like could you like it just and it's got one of those like really thin seats that just really really gets up and gets after your taint and Be- it just hurts before Ooh. i lost the weight i couldn't use uh my girlfriend's stationary bike at the house because it was like weight limited to 250 and i was like well fuck me i'm just <laughs> i'm eight pounds over this yeah, Peloton. <laughs> it's like Peloton is the Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, we don't want fat people to use our products. Yeah, exactly. Get your fat cheese stained ass off. <laughs> <laughs> you big sloth. If your waist bigger than 34 inches, you cannot buy our products. <laughs> yeah, that's basically like Hollister. Yeah, but the elliptical, is, it sucks because like it's... It's like an unnatural movement, though, apparently. So it's like not... It's better to run on the treadmill... Like for his actual like movement sake, but it's, really, it's I mean, not as far good as getting for you. Your, as far as getting your heart rate up, I would say the treadmill's much better. But as far as like not, like though, I was gonna yeah, hurt you don't my hurt back anyway. Sure, I was yeah. gonna hurt my back that day anyway. I just happened to be on the elliptical when it happened. 
But it for me, like it's something where it's like it doesn't hurt any of my joints, and yeah. I can get my yeah. heart rate up. Yeah, yeah, that's and why keep I like it there it. for a good yeah. sustained amount of time. And it's a full body movement thing. Plus, if, I, like I don't yeah. even think I can run on. Like, if I physically tried to like run on a tra- even a light jog, just the sound alone would I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's one because other like, people are gonna hear it. You know, well, you do it at like the apartment <laughs> gym, but like when I would go to like fucking Planet Fitness and do it, like even walking, I'd have music in and I could kind of hear it sometimes. I'm like I gotta slow down because I'm walking too hard. Yeah, I'm like, and then I get conscious. Like people next to me are like, "What the fuck? That fat piece of shit's gonna break the treadmill." Yeah, that's how I feel. The ones that we have are pretty loud. <laughs> Ours are pretty loud. Like it's I I don't like it. Yeah. Plus the uh, like the safety key. Well, it's at the apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that equipment is just there. It's just there, exactly. <laughs> They've got a like the pulley thing. I'll kind of use like the the, 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 the counterweight the system. It's not like the, I forget what you what it's called. But it's like the fucking counterweight system with the fucking pulleys. I'll use that. But also, they have a really nice set of dumbbells. So I'll uh-huh. use that. But like, I wish they had some free weights so you could. Like bench press or stuff, but I assume that would be a liability. One of my yeah. other things I really love is the fucking uh, the rowing machine. Yeah, like yeah. any place that has a good rowing machine, I'm like, I can I can do that for like 15, 20 minutes and just not even. The it's good for the back and stuff. I think line. it works like the back. We just sit yeah, there. it's doing crunches at, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, <clears throat> it's sitting so good up for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you increase the resistance on it. I yeah, love it. I used to use it at the Y in Ebor. In Ebor. Yeah. The Y-Bore? The Y-Bore. Yeah. The YMCA bore. <laughs> anyway, um, what, what are you guys, what you guys been up to? Steven, I, I went to get a haircut, haircut today. Yeah. Ooh. And, um, the woman who was checking me in, uh, she was wearing a Kobe Bryant memorial shirt. And I'm like, man, they turned that around quick, didn't they? <laughs> was it like airbrushed like the mall did it? No, it was, like, it was professional. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I'm like, how quick? Like, especially because China's basically shut down with the coronavirus right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I'm like, where did she get these shirts turned around? Amazon. Wow. She got called I, up Amazon and had to be like, you know, two-day delivery. <laughs> yeah. I hope they, I don't know, I guess would None that money go to his family? family? <laughs> yeah. I said, does his family get any of that? Or they're just like, oh, man. He's going to go to fucking it. whatever his name is, like Bud Spencer, the head of the NBA or whatever. I don't know. Oh, um, I don't know his name either. Yeah, uh, Bud Spencer sounds like a great. That's name. not. That sounds like a football guy. <laughs> Spencer. But, Bud Spencer. He's a commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> Bud Spencer. His name's David something. I think actually, he's a little uh, David Spencer. He's a bald guy with glasses. Bud Spencer is a professional swimmer and water polo player. <laughs> Not to write Nailed back. it, Stephen. Well, they <laughs> use a ball. His real name is Carlo Pedrosoli, uh, an Italian actor named Bud Spencer. What? <laughs> how did they go from? How did they go from? Carlo Pedrosoli. Yeah, Carlo Pedrosoli. My friends call me Bud Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when we got Jesus. to America, we had to, you know, localize it, so. I guess so. Uh, like, you don't want anybody to know you're a WAP. <laughs> yeah, you can't come over here with that. Uh, Adam Silver is the commissioner of the NBA right That's now. it. He's like a little wiry guy. He looks, he, he looks like powder. Yeah. He looks like powder fuck the, uh, the dean from Community. <laughs> <laughs> so, Susan Powder. Oh. 
People don't know who Susan Powell is. I don't know is. if I'm allowed to make fun of the NBA commissioner. Is that too close? Yeah, <laughs> too close. kind of close. <laughs> well, it's funny because Monday night we were at the brewery and like they do a bucket there for the listeners who aren't you know local. Yeah, they do a bucket where the audience All of like our Filipino audience. Yeah, the audience writes like a topic and they they fold it up and put it in to a bucket and then they're usually during, real gems. Yeah, and during it's always like Trump or something or whatever's popular, coronavirus yeah. and shit. So like they'll they'll put it in there and then the comic can pull out the the topic and try to riff on it. So it gives the audience like a little participation, like maybe they'll pull my, you know, thing out the bucket. Well, we were outside talking about it. It was like JJ, me and Jacobs. Gotta bring up Jacobs. He gets mad if we don't talk about him, so they were talking. Well, actually, I wasn't there. They were talking about like what's the most basic way you could talk about Kobe without talking about Kobe. It was like Jacobs and JJ were talking about it, and I overheard them. And then JJ's on stage and pulls the bucket out, and it was fear of flying. So that's like so perfect because you know of what happened to Kobe, but like without being you know specific to Kobe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. I thought I'd bring that up. That just was like the watered down version of what happened. I would just pretend I don't know he's dead. <laughs> yeah, just be like what? I just, just be like, oh my Breaking god, Kobe, he's great. Stage. I can't what? wait to see. <laughs> can't what? wait to see how this next season shapes up. Kobe's gonna put up some numbers. Well, he's huh? retired, but yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm gonna need a minute. Actually, I didn't know he was retired. Really? I had no idea. I just don't. Yeah. I don't follow sports. I mean, he is now. He's certainly retired. <laughs> Oh my god! In two cents of the word, <laughs> he's pretty tired. He's dead tired. <laughs> I just oh, yeah, the, the backlash was bucket. nuts, man. The backlash was nuts for me. I was just like, I don't, I get like people being upset, and that's fine. If you want to mourn someone, that's totally cool. But, but don't tell people what they can't make jokes about. That's the thing I got mad Bobby about. Bobby Katie posted that article basically saying, like, it's okay to mourn people even though they did, like, bad shit. Um, which I agree to, to a certain extent. I think it's very quick to be like, oh, yeah, that guy died. He was a rapist. Yeah, Immediately well, technically, he was alleged rapist. He never actually got a convicted. Alleged rapist. 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 That's a rape <laughs> like, enabler. No, he was rapist. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's fucked up that he did Yeah, but I mean, he, paid, he settled outside of the court and then bought his wife, like, a brand new ring that was, like, $80 million, some crazy shit. Yeah, so it's regardless like, of whether he did or didn't do that, like, I think it's fine for people to take a minute. I also, I'm not... I'm not the biggest fan of, like, the two sooner jokes. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, you have your right to do it. Does it... Does That's what it, I'm saying. Do you have to do it, though? No, The first couple not. I read, I was like, ah, cool. And then, like, after a while, I was like, all right, well, this is... Well, most of them were hacky. The That's the problem. That, That's what made me mad. Yeah. It was, like, Kobe beef jokes. I'm like, come on, dude. That's, well, it's the like same two. premise as getting beaten to the ground. It's the same with the corona thing. Same yeah. thing, yeah. Every, but, no, that's yeah. what made me mad is, like, people are all... Like, that's where they draw the line. Like, you can't, you know... Don't punish this person for you know his past mistakes because he did so much good. And it's like, yeah, but in in comedy, like Kevin Hart got punished because of a tweet he sent like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's like, what the fuck? You were mad that he sent a tweet. He wasn't allowed to host it. But now because this guy was an alleged rapist, who you know a lot of signs pointed that he might have done it. But we're not allowed to talk about that. If only Kevin. So Hart, what's this fucking like two way street bullshit? If only dude? Kevin Hart had died, then. It would have all been okay. Yeah, maybe. Like if that car accident went the other way. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like if Kevin Hart, if Kevin Hart died, you think people would be like, "Oh yeah, oh oh, the you're the guy, the guy who tweeted the 
fucking shit. <laughs> I know it's it's different because rape and a bad joke are nowhere near the same. Although some of them, when you're in the room, feels like These you're being things. raped. Yeah, it feels like you're being raped when you hear a bad joke. But <laughs> no, but no, that's just my theory. Is like that you know we were, we were allowed to attack Kevin Hart for a tweet he sent nine years ago, but we can't. When a per- I guess Kevin Hart didn't die, so maybe that's a difference. But I don't know. That's a big difference. I don't know. The, the, and his daughter. Like, that sucks. 13-year-old daughter. You know, I get it. Well, it's like Ari, but Sh- Ari There's so many 13-year-old people that die. Like, it just... It makes me mad. I'll always defend someone's ability to tell a joke about it. Like, you just don't have to like it. My thing is just let that person bomb in silence. Exactly. Yeah. Don't laugh. And by that, like, just keep scrolling. You as, don't have to say anything. another comic, that's what fucking bothers me more than anything, where they're like... Oh my god, fuck these other comics. It's like, you're just putting yourself above it. Yeah. I thought Ash D had a pretty funny, good misdirection joke. Where he was he was like, man, all you guys need to stop making these Kobe jokes. His championship rings aren't even done melting yet. <laughs> which... <laughs> It's a good, yeah, it's Which is a good it. misdirection. Yeah. I th- and yeah. that was literally, to, to me, like the best joke because it like comes off sympathetic and then it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Versus like, versus people just, I don't know. I oh, know that Ari Kobe Shafir. beef is well done and shit or, like that where it's like, it's so hacky. Even Ari Or Ari was just ranting. He, he wasn't even, was, he didn't was, make yeah, a joke. He, he was just. He didn't make a joke. Yeah. That's the problem. He didn't make a joke. He, he just was just was like, sh- fuck the Lakers. I'm shit. he's dead. Yeah. Well, he's never been a fan of the Lakers. I know that. Well, so, well, and a- he does this with every celebrity death, and people don't understand that. Yeah, and he—that's what he said. He's like, oh, "I do it for my fans because that's what they expect of me." It was just—I mean, that's great. kind of a cheap cop out, but I think it's a cheap cop out. And then what? New York Comedy Club like dropped Cancel. his dates. See, that's bullshit. Said they wouldn't me. work with him in the future. Either. But they did the same thing with Shane Gillis when the whole Japanese thing happened. Helium and Philly canceled his dates, but he went back like two months later. No one yeah, gave a shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No one but, cared. Because like, there, it's it move like on. It is at the it top of the comedy. Hang on, game. hang on. It wasn't helium and Philly. You fuckface. It was helium and Indianapolis. Whoa. Why am I a fuckface? Because I got the city wrong. <laughs> Jesus. I'm getting mad. Who cares? Both fucking cities suck dick anyway. Have you been to Philly? Because my buddy was supposed to open for him. Oh, okay. Uh, so he lost work. Yeah. Well, I'm then, sorry. I shouldn't have called you that. Two, mo- two months you. later, apparently you don't. <laughs> Unless that's how you show love, but it's still, I want to fuck your face. Oh, that right. video, of Shane Gillis, and they were like, "Oh, this probably you know probably helped your career anyway." He's like, "Oh, I'm still here at Magoobies." Yeah, that <laughs> shit was so great, dude. It was so funny. Yeah, I don't know. It, the whole thing about just like the cancel shit just drives me bananas because, like, you remember there was that article about uh, the places that wouldn't ever book Louie. You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of the club the owners said, clubs. yeah, yeah. And then, like, the, the lady who runs Comedy Works in Denver was like, never would I ever, because people wouldn't feel safe. And I'm like, they wouldn't. Like, yeah. wouldn't you have, like, an extra eye out for this guy at this point? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's going to pull his dick also, out on stage like, and start jerking off. people wouldn't feel safe, I'm like, if you wouldn't, don't buy the ticket, I guess. You yeah. know? That's what I don't understand. It's like, yeah, when people say that, it's like, the people that go to see that person usually are fans. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's a big name like Louie. If it's just a random like person who's working their way up and someone who who goes to the shows a lot, okay. But for Louie, the people that are going to see Louie know it's going to be Louie there. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to be some person that had a half hour on Comedy Central and now yeah, they're like trying to... Yeah, like, oh my god, let's go to a comedy show tonight. Except, except, yeah. for the, a comedy show? except for the ones where he did like, the pop-ins in New York because like he couldn't put his name on the banner. That's the, true, yeah. The protests. Yeah. <laughs> And again, my whole thing is, this is the the contract between the audience and the comics, and the comics and the other comics. If you don't like it, leave or don't go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I also so like, don't think that you take away the only way that man really knows how to make money, other than, I guess, writing. Was he going to go under a pseudonym? Yeah, like, what, he has children he, he has to, to take care of. Bait? Is he going to jerk off? <laughs> yeah. Is he going to jerk off on my free camps? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's the only other thing I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but that's what, it's like that old, uh, what's that old stupid it's saying? Like, uh, if you don't like the state, if you don't like the station, change the channel. Like, no one's going to write, uh, TNT is show, how dare you show reruns of SVU? Yeah. It's like, no mm-hmm. one's going to fucking write USA and say that. They're just not going to watch it. So it's like, why do you, I don't understand yeah. why they have to to say something about it, you know? Just don't watch it. If you can't take the heat, s- stop watching people jerk don't off. Flying <laughs> helicopters. Oh, sorry. Oh my god. Sorry. Well, what? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to throw the misdirection in there, you know? Like, yeah. So was I. Yeah. But yeah, I was just blown away by that shirt thing. Yeah, I mean, people are going to cash in on it somehow. Maybe someone was, just made them. You were at a barbershop, and was, they sell a lot of shit at barbershops, so... I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about it like it was uh, like the World Trade Center accident. Oh, the, the, the goof. <laughs> the World Trade Center. <laughs> yeah, that little mishap. Back. That goof. The goof. <laughs> I realized I said it's stupid the first time. Yeah, the World Trade Center attack. They were talking about... The Kobe thing, like it was that. They were like, I was in the grocery store, and I just remember hearing, I'm like, why are you making this about you? Yeah, that's what everyone did. That's, that was another thing too. You <laughs> see all these people talking way. about their great stories, meeting Kobe, and it's like, yeah, but okay, I kind of get it, but and, you're you're honoring him by saying the time you met him. That sounds like it's honoring you. Well, it's it like is, that Jesselnik thing of like, don't forget about me today. Yeah, yeah. thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I don't know, for me, like, I never really, uh, really gave two shits about Kobe, and, uh, then, you know, after, it's true, like, once you die, people hold you in higher regard. Yeah, unless you're David Bowie, and then the article comes out the day later, where it's like, teenagers accuse him of statutory rape, I'm like, whoa! Oh, cool. <laughs> cool thing that you waited till he was dead yeah, to do Yeah, good that. timing, with some of that <laughs> estate. God. What's the point, when someone's <laughs> dead, of being like, just so you know, you shouldn't remember them well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but then watching, I watched Kobe like give some like like a it was like somebody scrolled on Instagram him giving like an inspirational talk about people following their passions and stuff. I'm like, all right, he's a good dude, yeah. you know, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but someone made a tweet. I think I think it was a dude from Jacksonville said something like our post said like I'm mad that you guys got so up in arms about Kobe, but didn't care that Neil Pert died. <laughs> Or something like that, like because people were making Neil Pert jokes. I made the Neil about like his drum kit being so big and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I made that Neil Pert joke fifteen minutes after I found out Neil Pert died. Exactly, Pert, no one cares because I, it's, he couldn't I hit a turnaround Rush. jump shot. I'm telling you, I fucking love Rush. Exactly, he passed that. away of like of like natural causes. Like he had cancer, and yeah. like he was older. He was old enough to die. <laughs> is, that, is that what it like, is? Kobe I was forty one, right? Yeah, but. The, it, it's not old enough to die. Yeah, I feel like I that's the difference. Maybe. But, I don't know. Oh, that, that that's another joke I was going to say. What do uh, Kobe Bryant and Stevie Ray Vaughan have in common? What? They both played the guitar really well. <laughs> but Kobe didn't play the guitar. I thought it would be funny if they did, you know. What? Stevie what? Ray Vaughan. If you look, <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan died in a helicopter crash. Oh. So I guess you, oh, I guess that's not common right. knowledge. That's what that was supposed to be the twist, you know. Okay. And they both play the guitar great. This is why I'm not good at comedy. Okay, you bring me on to say stupid shit so you guys can laugh at me. I'm not even going to be doing stand up within a year, probably. Oh, stop it, David. I'll be out of here, David. You have to replace you'll me David. with Austin Young. You'll David, least, you'll at least sit on stage. 
Yeah. You might not yeah. stand. No, I won't do that either. Yeah, you can you can you sit roll, down, talk about your golf career. Be like a young Big J. <laughs> what, my fucking PlayStation golf career as I'm playing <laughs> Tiger Woods 2040 or whatever? Yeah. No. I don't know. Man, that's going to be great when Tiger Woods dies. And they're like, remember that time you fucked that Applebee's waitress? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. What you guys, uh, what, what did we do? We you did guys a, did a show did together. A show yeah, oh, Friday. yeah, we did. We did that. That was cool. Knock you off wanna, you, Friday. Yeah, you wanna you wanna give your your account of the is that what of, it is? Yeah, the, the I was I was just really happy. Well, at least TGI Fridays is a standalone restaurant. This place is like in strip malls, isn't it? It is in a strip mall, but like it, it, I could picture a Fridays being in there. a strip mall. Yeah, there's it's, Fridays in strip malls. It's really a, yeah. okay. Don't don't get it twisted. Dude. Don't. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> TGI Fridays are like a step up, you know. They thaw no. out their food before they nuke it. You give your account of, of what happened, and I'll give mine. Go for it, Steve. I just always know I'm in for a treat when I go into a um, place that's expecting to perform comedy. And the first thing I see is a tripod mic stand with a wired mic. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be fun right off great. rip. Yeah. Ooh, a I'm tripod like, mic stand? I'm like, yep. they are ready for this. A that's a wired a mic boom with stand. a tripod mic stand. That's not going to get tangled up and cause a weird yeah. start to every fucking set. Yeah, I thank you so much though for when I came up for just, just passing handing me, me the mic. handing me the mic. It's yeah, I amazing. did that for everybody because I'm like, nope. No, <laughs> I'm not yeah, let I'm trying to go back into this weird thing to and... disentangle it. Yeah, and then on top of that, I really like when the stage is half uh, DJ booth, half stage. Was the DJ up there yeah. the whole time? Nope. Okay. No. Just you gotta have that ready for what his presence wasn't necessary. If I'm, we're being totally honest, I don't even know. Like, I guess he was performing after us. After, yeah. I guess he's also Dan Watkins' connection oh. to the yeah. to the place. So That's wait, so while the last on. person, the headliner's up, he's up there like setting up and no. shit. Oh, okay. Oh, it was all already set up. It's just after the comedy show, he was going to. DJ for the DJ. crowd. <laughs> was that the French version? Yes. The, the mic cable wasn't seated right, so it's just crackling the whole time. It's like a and then if you get too close to the only speaker that's behind you, which is I guess is a monitor, yeah, feedback, feedback, like uh, fuck. And you're like you're like we're like ten or twelve feet from the speaker, and, the audience. and, 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 and from the audience. Yeah, the audience is like a mile away. That's the worst, man. There were some people like directly by that were kind of you know pre- you know pretending to be into it or at least being polite. Yeah. But it's mostly just fucking just the worst people just yelling. Yeah. And actually, I can't even say they're the worst people because we're they we they weren't there to see us. We were they were being subjected to us. There yeah. was no signage anywhere in there that there yeah. was going to be a show that night. Really, they didn't even have like a little poster on the door or anything. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, "Do you just want to start the show?" And I'm like, "I'd like to do like the pre-show announcement." Yeah, to let them know yeah. that there's a show. Give them five minutes to like settle in yeah. and prepare. And then went up, and that did. Next to nothing. No, yeah, Ooh. and we're competing with like fifty TVs. I've never oh. seen that many TVs, the, and it was—it's a small place. Kind of like we got an open spot on the wall. Put a twenty-two and inch in there. Like, are you going <laughs> to turn the TVs off now? Like we'll turn off the ones behind you. They're like, which ones do you want off? And I'm like, all, all of them. all of them, honestly. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, it was a it was a train wreck. Yeah. Like, well, that's a, the, that's what people are like. Music, it's music's like almost. I hate to say it, but that can be considered background noise. I, so so I, it's like if a DJ is up there just playing music, that's fine. He's not up there talking. 
But when you do comedy, you need people to pay attention. I would say the biggest difference between music and comedy is like you can enjoy music passively. Yeah, exactly. comedy. You have to experience. listen. You yeah. have to actively. You have to try. And if you just comedy, miss one of the words, America, could, you might not get it. Try. We don't like to try. <laughs> no, we don't want to at all. We try a lot. Have you seen the court system? Oh God! He's trying everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh God! I'm trying Kobe even after death. Jesus Christ! Trying out jokes. <laughs> yeah. Trying out Kobe jokes. <laughs> but yeah, fucking, it was a uh, it was a treat, and um, everybody was just like the fucking death march. Just we all ate it. Mm-hmm. We all ate it hard, and um, yeah. See, it's nuts because like you guys talking about like I've heard so many like Bill Burr and like all these other podcasts will talk about these like horror gigs they call them or hell gigs where it's like they'll be like yeah you're done comedy at like a red lobster when people are trying to eat that's essentially what you guys are doing and then you're just watching all the other comics going up there like fuck i'm next everyone's bombing i gotta go up there and bomb too and we we did a uh well they did a show that i was like trying to get time at like mm-hmm. kevin taylor and a bunch of other people at the mugs and jugs by me yeah like, right across the street there oh really yeah and uh they got a huge banquet room it's like great if the audience is into it, but they were not into it. Really? So, like, everybody just went up, and it was just, like, death, death, death. And then uh, Bull went up, Bill Osi, and uh, I don't know if it's Osi or Os. I've heard it pronounced both ways. But mm-hmm. Bull went up, and he just did crowd work for 45 minutes. And he did was, he do it well? Yeah, he did a great job. Nice. He was just, he found the two tables that were going to listen and he just, like, hammered with them for the entire 45. He's just like, oh, you guys got a birthday cake. Whose birthday is it? The old guy? Blah, blah, blah. And he's just, like, riffing with them yeah. for, like, 45 minutes because that was what he was obligated to do. And I was just like... That might be, like, an old trick or something, I think. Because, like, if you get the two tables laughing, eventually other tables are going to be like, what the fuck are they laughing at? Let's pay attention yeah. to this guy. The other tables don't do Didn't that. work? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he kills with the people that were right in front of the stage. And he he did a great job, and I'm just like... Because you're just throwing material to the, like, Where nothing. was that again? Yes. And uh, the, the mugs and jugs. Mugs right and jugs, yeah. But they never did another show after that, because they were like, we're never coming back here. That's what that's what Dan was saying about the show that we were on. He was like, dude, he's like, the the DJ was like, hey, this we could do a, a comedy show here. And so I set it up. I got everything ready. I did everything that I'm supposed to do as a producer. Yeah. I, I brought put the it people. together. I brought the people. They're all here. And um, he's like, I'm never coming back here. He's like, they don't. They don't support comedy. Yeah. yeah, they don't fucking care. Yeah, and then so what do you? Suppose it's hard. It's that? well, it's hard when it's a restaurant because they're like, we're not, we're not a comedy club. It's we're here really, to sell food. It's really not because like it's a sports bar. People are there for sports. It's a sports and bar. bar, but no, oh. like it doesn't. That doesn't matter if it's supported by the venue and you get tickets and you get buy in and you get it set yeah. up right. Exactly. Because so Dan Gerlach is killing it with that. Like yeah, with that's Clear true. Sky, with fucking the Country Club, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Beef O'Brady's, multiple Beef O'Brady's, and like he, it's always worked for him in the rooms he's put it in. Because yeah. you know, like he, he, the Beef O'Brady's we did was it's like a separate room. It's a separate room. So yeah. it's and you're distinguishing, yeah, and you're distinguishing between you can sit up front and watch TV and sports and eat fucking food, or you can sit back here and eat, and drink, and enjoy a show. But yeah. they're paying. But that's what I'm saying is like the, the It's it's why Shannon charged for the shows at, at Iberian. Because mm-hmm. when you get buy in from the audience, you get a better show. For yes. sure, because they paid to be there. 100 yeah. percent Because they don't want to get kicked out when they spend money. Exactly. 
like when people are just douchebags and they got in for free, they're like, "Fuck it, what's the cost?" Yeah, I'm losing mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. yeah, I can ruin everyone's night for free. Even like, even like that, it's worth it to me. Yeah, even <laughs> but the neutral thing at Iberian with like being like, "You pay us five bucks, we give you a drink ticket." Yeah, even though really they're just buying a drink. It's buy-in. It's buy-in. They feel they feel like all right. I paid five bucks to be down here. Yeah. And I got the drink for free. It's versus I bought a drink and I'm just here. It's the same thing with side splitters. People can bitch all they want about paying to do the mic, but you're getting a drink, you're getting pizza. That's how I feel. And Everybody then, who complains about it, I'm like, well, then just keep on fucking sucking. Yeah, just keep on going to mics where people don't pay attention. Yeah. Where people talk over you. I mean, like, the, the thing is, you're paying for a quality audience that wants to be there, and if they fuck At a around, place that's they a, will it's get an investment. Out. It's an investment. Going to side splitters and paying for the mic and doing the mic is an investment in your comedic future. Because yeah. Brian's the only person who's, like, seeing people and being like, I like you. I'm going to try to utilize you. Yeah. I'm going to reward your progress. Yeah, you'll go from doing the mic, if you do well, you give a fuck and you try, to hosting the mic, to yeah. getting a guest spot. To getting to host the main room. Yeah. And the thing is, you get that by the meager investment of buying a drink and getting pizza. Yeah. And, like, I feel like it's almost a plug for the club, but fuck it. It's a great club. Yeah. There's a reason, like, you hear about side splitters on other podcasts. Yeah. That's where people come. I just heard uh, Tuesday with Stories. Mark Normal was talking about how he loved Tampa. You and like Apollo he... talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, he did seven sold-out shows. Mark yeah. Norman. Yeah. Metzger talks about it. Everyone knows it's just a good... April Macy talked about how much she loves going down here. Dusty. Dusty Dusty talks about how much he loves going down here. And And they love coming here for that club because it's run so well. April Macy was talking to to whoever it was on that podcast, and they were like, oh no, what about so-and-so? And this and that. They were like, well, Brian's running the club. It's amazing. You should really reconsider going back down there. Just got new carpet in, looking nice. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's a so good, good place. I'm not going to be able to see Gary Goleman. Oh. That just reminds me because he, he's one he of hates, the hates <laughs> side splitters. Well, that's because of, yeah. The, the that's shot. What, yeah. yeah, the shot. But that's, They don't do that anymore, right? It's 15 years ago almost. I think it's, it's Jesus. Well, you know. I, I get it. Holds I, grudges. I get it. But I understand. I wish he would give it another shot, but also I'm pretty sure he's at theater status. Yeah, now. he does theaters now. So yeah, there, there's also the business element of it, and that's the thing that like a lot of people don't get when they're like, because there's a lady who came, uh, came one week and she was saying like, why should I have to pay to get in? I'm the talent, and I'm like, well, that remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. like you have to prove that. If, if yeah. you were the talent, you would send in a video of you at another club. And you would and be you headlining would get, here or working or, or whatever. you would get yeah. a comp ticket to do the open mic. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Because he would be like, all right, let's see if I'm going to work you here. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what happened. Like, like, then it's not an open mic for you. It's an audition for it's you. It's an audition. And like that's the thing is no open mic is going to just pass you to the main room. No open mic is just going to like make shit happen for you. Mm-hmm. It's a, called a grind for a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking. I get so mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, some I'm, people don't know the process. Like... I didn't. Well, like the question I didn't know how it worked either. I just knew what's I didn't. A good mic. Yeah. Like yeah, I didn't want to go. Question, you're like, Ugh. I didn't want to go to a comedy club first. I didn't go to. <laughs> I would. I went to comedy clubs and watched like two or three times before I even went up at that club. My first mics were at bars and like fucking cobble places because I'm like I don't want to 
go to a club and buy, I want to have at least a joke that I know will work before I go up in front of the comedy. But then I realized that a lot of a lot of them don't watch. Well, one of them watches, the other one doesn't. But I first time. I, I just want to say, you said you didn't want to bomb in front of comics. One of the things that bothers the bejesus out of me is when uh, comics who have been like just running the same five forever are like, well, I don't care what the comics think. I'm like, you have to care a little. Like, yeah. it bothers me when people are like. If anything, Fuck the run other your comics. new stuff and get notes. It's you know workshop stuff. I don't. I yeah. don't know. There's value the, to it. The anti other comic attitude just drives me goddamn crazy. Yeah, don't perform just for the back of the room, but in some way you kind of need them to you like do, you. Yeah, you do because that's where you get a lot out. of your work from. Starting out is yeah. from other comics, and you get some yeah. good notes from people who are working comics. Yeah. yeah. And then if those people give you notes, don't dismiss it. Like, they don't know my material. They don't get it. And it's like, well, they've been doing it longer. They Sometimes probably do. Like, it, it, yeah, especially if you're new. Like, try to, like, at least try some ideas starting out. I've seen new people. I've told new people stuff before. They've been doing it, like, six months. And I'll give them a suggestion. And they don't do it. And I'm like, well, I'm never talking to you again. Well, when people, you know, when we have people. No, there's no point. You're not listening. When people ask, what's a good mic? They're basically, they're saying, like. Where do you think I can go and have minimal risk of bombing? Yeah, get some easy laughs. Get some easy laughs. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, dude. I... Yeah, if you're already asking that, dude, then you're not cut out for this. Yeah. Just quit. Because that's not challenging yourself. Anyone can play to their own audience. That's and, easy. And the thing is, the one of the greatest things Elijah ever told me is when you do well... The prophet Elijah, of course. When yes. you do when you do well in a crowd of four people, you get anything out of a crowd of four people. It's going to be great in a real room, like for sure. a packed audience. Like that's the thing is when you when you skip on those rooms, you're cheating yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's almost yeah. I hate saying it easier, but like bigger rooms with more people, it's almost easier than an open mic at a club. So to it's say. not almost. It's a hundred percent easier. Yeah. Especially if they're there with intent. Yeah, at, at a club. Because oh all you need is just a little bit of the room. If you get like 25% of the audience laughing at like one joke, by the time you get to your third or fourth joke, everyone's going to be laughing. Yeah. Because it'll build. They'll be like, oh, well, this guy's funny. Well, that's the thing, because at an open mic, th- this is the problem. With other comics, comics will call you on doing meme jokes. Comics will call you on doing street jokes. Mm-hmm. You can crush in a main room of a club with jokes that are not yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll be like, I fucking killed tonight. It's like, yes, you did. You did with Red Fox's material and shit. You're yeah, so yeah. good. With stuff that has already been proven on the internet to be funny. Yeah. It's the reason yeah. it got shared a million times, because yeah. it was funny. That doesn't mean you go up on stage and then do that. Like, <laughs> I came up with this. No, you didn't. Yeah. Even yeah. if you thought of it and then saw the meme, at that point, you're like, I, got, go. I, I can't it's, use it's it. dead by then. Yeah, I can't use it. it That's why I don't like topical shit. I used to do it, but I don't anymore. It kills me when I hear comics at clubs crush with, like, street jokes. There's mm-hmm. an Orlando comic who gets on stage and talks about uh, Mercury is in the Gatorade. Yeah, I've heard that. And uh, I, I've every heard, single... I've heard a comic here do that. It's so... Annoying because that's such a good joke. Because, but it's, but it's, it's so a it's a meme. It's been a meme for ten years. And before it was a meme, it was something funny to say. Mm. Every, at work, you know, like at work or whatever. Or it it doesn't. Well, it's just like the coronavirus equals a beer thing. Yeah, I'm like, got it. You know, Corona is also yeah, but none of them are going to bother to educate themselves to know that a coronavirus means something that's typically found in animals that has then transferred to a human. Yeah, they're just like a Corona, like the beer. <laughs> Ugh, so service Gross. level. Yeah, it's very, it's exactly, it's 
And in the world we live in, that's what that's what a lot of people think comedy is. But that's the thing it tells Ed. Like, he would just throw away, like, the first three jokes he came up with, and the fourth would be the one he would go with. Because he mm-hmm. knew that if I thought of this this easy, it's not good. Yeah. I rewatched Bumpin' Mike's, and, uh... I've done a set, too, before, where it's so like, good. I go up to a punchline. You ever do that, like... You watch Roadwork recently? No, I don't know where... It, I gotta find it. It's on Amazon it. Prime. Okay. Well, it's on uh, the Comedy, Comedy Central, Central app. app. Yeah. Oh, I have That's that, good. I think. Fucking roadwork is a... Uh, yeah. It's a clinic. Oh, a clown died. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> Someone spills a daiquiri. Yeah, he's like, oh, a clown died. <laughs> somewhere somewhere a clown died, or whatever the joke was. Yeah, it's great. I, I heard them... Uh, I heard them on uh, Skanks. I can't remember if it was this week's episode mm-hmm. or uh, one before. Where they're talking about a tell, and like some, like, there was like some... Uh, some Puerto Rican girls in the front row with like hoop earrings who were just like stink facing them. He mm-hmm. was like, Oh, what's the matter? Did Selena die again? That's <laughs> 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 oh, so good, dude. That's he's a fucking funny. monster, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's nuts, dude. He'll, he'll, he'll get like three spots a night and he'll do the same setup at each show, but then totally different bunch lines. Yeah. To three different mics. So he's nice. like nine. You know, it's crazy the amount that dude writes is nuts. And then, and then, what happens is he'll probably throw away all of those and just come back next week with a brand new. We're going bumping mics. He talks about it. he's like, well, you come up with a joke and you just fucking write it into the ground, yeah, until you've just explored it mm-hmm. in all of its possibilities, and then you come up with the best one, yeah. And he goes, you can, and you can do that and do that and do that, but until you get on stage, it's not real yet, yeah. No. So. Uh, I, I did have uh, I did have a listener submitted question. I forget who asked me. Okay. Oh, I think it was Corey. Corey Allman. Corey Allman. Oh, hello, Corey. He was, he was asking hello, for, Corey, any, Corey. for any tips on hosting. Uh, I don't do well at it. Um, I don't do it often, so I'm asking Matt Carter and David Wayne. Uh, uh, Matt Carter, he hosts a lot. Man, um, first of all, hit all of the marks that the booker, club owner, whoever it is, do everything that they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And if they give you advice on how they want you to be, do your best to acquiesce that request. Um, I don't like to do announcements up front. I like to be present, be in the room, and do my material up front, and then hit my announcements. That's what I do. I like... I, um, I do the announcements as a palate cleanse. So I do like, thank you, that's my time, Stephen Henry. And then, yeah. By the way, we got exactly. the drink specials. I, I like to write a little... I like to try, like I like I have a joke where it's like, you got comic cards on your table, fill them out, make sure it's legible. Like, and, and it should be like, I have, so if we have any doctors in the house, whatever, try harder. This mm. is not a Xanax prescription. This is a chance to win. This will actually help your life. Mm. And that makes them like, oh, ha, ha, and they kind of remember. It's dumb. And then I'll be like... Uh, typically, the, the comment card one I usually end with is, uh, and this is cheesy as shit. Like one of you in this very room will win a party pass for ten. It's like yeah. a murder mystery. Yeah. Ooh, who's gonna get it? Who's gonna get stabbed? And then uh, for the drinks, that usually or, gets a chuckle. Oh, yeah. well, that's something. Be like, you know, typically, I mean, just because it's comedy uh, and it's a lot of dudes. If there's all dudes on the show, which happens a lot. Uh, just be like, you can see a bunch of ugly dudes up here, but we have something to help with that. Blah, 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 fucking drink specials. Yeah. That's really like for a club. Um, just remember you're an employee of the club, or at the time you're representing the establishment more than you're representing yourself. And your um, jokes, yeah. Nobody cares about you as a host, first of all. Yeah. Well, your job um, as a host is to eat a dick. Your job as a host is to fall on the sword for the sake of, for the better of the show. Mm-hmm. 
So you want to get up there. Make sure the show goes good. That's my best. Give some crazy. energy. No one, no one's there to see you. Don't try to kill. Just tell that's your jokes. People say, "Oh, I'm going to kill as a host." I'm like, "That's not the intent." That's no. not the intent. You Don't try be, to kill. You want to be perfectly adequate as the host. If you yeah. get laughs, that's a bonus. <laughs> you know, almost. Yeah, you want to just do your do your. Try do to be vanilla thing. too. Try not to like do a lot of risky stuff, depending yeah. on who the headliner yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, when you're hosting, do do your your clean material. I mean, if it's like a late show and you're and you're given expressed, and you know consent, permission, maybe yeah. here's the bad news: if you're hosting an open mic, um, probably start with stronger material so that other people can follow it. Yes. Like, yeah, if you're hosting an open mic, give them all your give them all your energy up front and, and um, a material. Your a material. You want to get those laughs. You want to look competent. You don't necessarily have to look more competent than the rest of the comics. On the show, but you want to uh, set. A, you want to set the standard. You want to set a standard. So hit hit them with your A material up front. My thing is being mindful of the fact that when you go back up on stage, you're reminding them of what you left them with. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, if you leave them with like an offensive joke, every time you come up between comics, you're reminding them of that. Mm-hmm. You're reminding them that, of that Holocaust joke or that rape joke or that Kobe joke. Yeah, so whatever Every joke you're le- you leave them mm-hmm. with when you come back Even up on stage. Even if that's in the middle of your set as a host, your, your host yeah. has to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, you want them to be like, oh, sweet, this guy again, we like him. Yeah, he's likable. He's, he's fun. Likeable. He's we're having fun. fun. When he's up you're there, fun. we're laughing, everyone's you you're, know, uh, we're you're, excited. Um, for like John keep Mulaney, the energy up. Keep that fun mom energy, real estate, like yeah. you're selling them something. Yeah. Um, keep it going. Uh, if you're in between comics, a quick quip at most. Unless you have to reset the room, somebody really bombs hard, try to have some jokes in your pocket. Just quick ones. Yeah. 30 seconds or less. Throw them out there. Throw them out there and, and move the show along. Or if people are getting up to leave after a comic, that's when you yes. fall on the sword with a quip. If somebody is... Because uh, nobody wants to get yes. on stage watching people leave. Exactly. <laughs> Always try to make sure people, if they're going to leave, try to remind them, like Elijah always does, um, remind them, hey, if you want to go, please do that while I'm on stage, not while the comics are on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, run some material in between if people are leaving. Um, yeah. It's, I feel like it's such a straightforward thing, but it's so alien to the concept of doing comedy. Like yes. I feel like doing well. I think work. well, it's because when you start out, you don't host. You're, you're you just get brought up as a number, number six, number seven, whatever. And then unless you start in a really you're used to small that. market, if you those people yeah, are kind true. of lucky because what they in a way yeah because what they do is they have to start a mic that's true and by virtue of that they have to be the host of the mic that they start that's true but i mean and a little bit major markets or bigger markets you're not used to going first you're used to being fourth fifth or whatever and even if you are the first comic on the list there's still a host before starting an open mic blows in comparison to like at like just side splitters as the example they play the video up front, and typically, you know, it's got movie clips and whatnot, and if, if you get a crowd that's laughing at that, you know you're in for a good time. If you get silence or you still hear the chatter underneath the video that's telling them to be quiet, you're going to have rough. to work a little harder. Yeah. But there's, like, there's still that moment of, like, approach. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, okay, they're doing this, they made some announcements, they're playing this video, they're like, everybody get ready, it's about to happen. You don't get any of that with an open mic. The thing that's different about that versus running your own mic is someone else is doing time, someone else is doing the lighting, someone else is running the equipment. 
You don't have to worry about is are the levels good? Am I getting feedback? All that shit's handled, yes. which is great. Yeah. Because yes. like the couple times I've run open mics like at venues, like at bars and stuff, I'm like, I hate this. I set all this shit up. I break all this shit down. I have to make sure it works. I have to time people. I have to light people. Mm-hmm. They go over their time. I have to light them again more aggressively. Yeah, it's frustrating. Well, they, pokies is easy to set up. But... They go even longer. I just go to the stage and take the mic out of there. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, God damn it, man. I don't know. The other thing I was talking about with other comics, too, is uh, how people will do their whole five minutes even though they've been bombing the first three and how I don't I don't know how they do that. Because when I'm... They'll just keep going like they're not bombing? Yeah, when whatever, I'm bombing yeah. hard, I either just like go into material I know works, I turn to attempting crowd work, or mm-hmm. I just get the fuck off the stage. And at least acknowledge yeah. it at some point, too. Yeah. But don't do it after every joke. There's comics that'll do it like... After every joke. That Never bombs. do material in between every single comic. That's another thing, too, yeah. yeah. Don't Ever, go up there. Don't do, don't do two minutes between each comic. Or even a bit. Don't do a bit between every single comic. Yeah, don't just and move the show. Especially along. if the first comic, did, or the last comic did great, here's just come thing. up, say, give it up for so-and-so. And if you and have here's to stretch for time, if you're, if you're like, okay, this is supposed to fill an hour and a half, two hours... Let me stretch for time. Don't do it by doing material in between every single comic. Do it by doing an extra five minutes or eight minutes in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Just give yourself a second slot in the middle. Tell the comic who's next that you're doing that. So they're not sitting there. So they're not waiting by the stage and making them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, that's what, as things, far as open mics. One of the things I can't stress enough, and I see it a lot, is uh, don't shit on the people you're bringing on stage. Ever. Yeah. If they leave the stage and they had a really rough set, like that's when you kind of like throw a jab. joke. Yeah, throw a little jab. About there. how awkward the energy is. But and be like, careful how you do that. I, I got on stage one time and I referenced something that a comic before me, he was very new, uh, he was d- before me, had a very rough set, but he was saying... He was saying, this is going pretty good, in between a lot of his jokes, and that was getting a laugh because it wasn't going good. I thought that was funny. So when I got on stage, I was just the next comic, I referenced that, and I made the kid cry. Uh, and uh, I really meant I meant it in a, in like Look, a playful I still, way. Look, I still, that still stings me, Matt, all right? Don't bring <laughs> this shit right, up. That's all right, man. Uh, had a lot kid. of pretty good sets yeah. since then, so. <laughs> he really likes salad. He's fucking. He's eaten and loved <laughs> many cried. salads. That's so funny. He dude. cried, and then Brian was like, "Don't do that." I'm like, "What did I do?" And then he like basically read the transcript of what I did back. And I was like, "Oh shit, that's not what I meant." Intended, that's yeah. Not what I intended. Intended, yeah. So I went and chased this. My kid. stupid mouth. I chased this kid to his car to be like, "Hey man," pulled I was, a gun out of his mouth and I was, was like, "Don't do it." No. I was like, "I was just referencing your set." Into yeah. the I wasn't. I wasn't trying to comment on your performance at all. I was just. Honestly, using you <laughs> yeah. to get that extra laugh. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not saying like you should quit or you were bad or anything like that. And I ultimately, had to, like, you're trying to reset the room and like that's yeah. you being a newer host in that mm-hmm. environment. You were like, well, this is how I'm going to try and reset it. At the time, I at did that time. at Sizewitters once. Like the, the host there. didn't reset. Uh, the guy before me went up and said faggot like 35 times. Mm-hmm. The host didn't even address Why it. Why are you ruining my? Beauty? Sorry. Yeah. The host didn't even address it. The host didn't even address it, so I come up next, and I'm just like, guys, I want to talk about faggots, or something like that. (laughs) So it just kind of like reset, like, okay, you know, and I made a joke about it. 
It was that douchebag that like comes up there with like all this money, but he rides a bike up there, but he's rich. You talking about Jay Maya? No, I don't no. know his name. Some white guy who's like always wears like big ass gold chains. Big ass gold chains. Yeah, <laughs> big ass. He came up and like threw a lot of money at Kim when she was sitting there. It was like sixty bucks or something. She's like, "Thank you." He's like, "Yeah, put me on the list," and just like threw. He was just being a douche, just buying his way on the list. Yeah, what? essentially. Oh man, it was bad. Yeah, oh. I uh, I don't know. I uh I just basically said stick the announcements, just do clean, do material you know works, and yeah. then just get up and off, get up and off unless people are leaving. That's completely shed your ego when you're hosting. Yeah. The whole you... job is to eat dicks. Yes. <laughs> I know, people are so excited I'm finally getting to host. It's it's like, yeah, but it's not about you. It's and just not so you know that's not yeah, exactly. It's not and your a lot show. of people, like people, have different schools of thought. I'd be like, "Oh, the host should be the most competent person in the room." And I was like, "I mean, or the I most guess, talented." I've the heard that. Where they should be the, the, and I'm like, the I funniest. Don't, and it's like, I don't, I don't understand, understand giving you eight that. Minutes. Yeah. I don't under, I don't That's understand not true at all. that. They're giving you at eight all. minutes because you're a but straight if you killer. Took, <laughs> if you took, like, in, like Britain, like in they do a reverse. They style. do a reverse where like the headliner comes up, does a couple of minutes, and then hosts the whole show, and then does they, time at the end. They do that at McCurdy's too, though. Like McCurdy's, the host does like twenty minutes, and the feature does a shorter set. But yeah. That's why the host does more time is because the host is competent. Like, yeah. they're not giving people at our level twenty minutes to start a show. Yeah, no. Like they're they're like, hey, let's go ahead and have Ron Hortman start the show as a host. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, it's who's gonna, gonna be a follow fucking that? Fucking great show. Yeah, who's gonna feature yeah. that? That's the problem. You know, it's no, like, shit. twenty minutes after Ron is cruise control because the crowd is so happy. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it though. God damn, I love working with Ron. I love watching Ron. Oh, he's great, dude. Uh, he did that Divine once. He like was headlining and like the whole show, like the audience was far away, you know. But they had the seat set up. It was a Saturday show, and then Ron gets up and he's like, "Why don't y'all come sit up front?" And like just literally makes the audience come sit up front, and they did it. And I was like, "Holy shit! Like yeah. you can do that? You the can control. ask them to come sit up here." Sloan did but, that at Divine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's they like all a, just came to him. Yeah, it's like an old school trick. I don't know that I was like, oh, okay, you can do that. Like that's when I learned that. You know, just, nice. wow. The thing is, like, they'll just wait until it happens too. Like, yeah, the show ain't gonna happen because they're still paying attention the stage. and they're still laughing. But it's like, why are you back there? Just come up here, and then yeah. they'll just. But the way he said it, just like, come on up, and everybody just comes up. I was like, what? Yeah, I'm excited to feature there. I always have good sets there. The staff knows me, and mm-hmm. from hosting there, feature where. Uh, Divine. Oh, Mar- yeah. In March. In March. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. That's I did January. Dree did February. You're doing March. I'm doing March. March. The March. New, new kids are getting It'll be uh, one day after my two-year anniversary. Oh. Aww. Mm. I hit three in July. Sweet. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Davey's on year 10. Yeah. Uh, like while I'm on the subject, uh, this will come out on Thursday. So last Saturday, yeah, let's go uh, ahead and plug. Last Saturday, um, plug that. Last airs. night, I had a great time in Orlando. Thank you guys. Thank you to Ross McCoy and, uh, and Lou Ferris great. for helping me out. Tots um, with that Ross, was great. Ross is great. Um, and here, Tots somebody with else. Ross the somebody podcast. else. Somebody else hit their plugs while I get my shit. I'm, I'm plugging Ross. Plugging Ross. Yeah, Tots with Ross. Tots with Ross. Yeah, the the Orlando talk show. Oh. Yeah, he's got a podcast. I don't know if he's oh, still doing yeah. it. If he's not, I'm sorry, I'm gonna that I, honestly, Is it Tots? Like, last, yes, yeah. Oh, okay. Or Tots La- last night, I had uh, 
That was the first time I think I had met Ross in person, but he was very, very nice. Yeah, he runs a shit sandwich show usually, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. he I tried to. Doug well, he hosts really it. Runs it. Doug, yeah, Ross, Ross hosts it. Yeah. Doug McPherson, great guy. Yeah, great. The, yeah. Get your scotch eggs. That's thank right. Thank you dude. for thank you for helping me out last night. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for helping me door. look for my headphones. Turn Simon. headphones up. I, got no I got pokies every Wednesday, of course. Uh, doctor <laughs> appointment this Friday, and then I've been putting it off. I need to go. Valentine's Day is next the following Friday. I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, February 20th. I'll be hosting for Patrick Garrity that weekend. I don't know how it's working. I have to email and find out more. But come see Patrick Garrity or go see Jim Norton because he'll be there Friday and Saturday. Yeah. At Side Splitters because it's a great club. Great oh, experience. Wow. Is that all you got, Wavy? That's all I got. Congrats to the Davey. Getting yeah. the Patrick Garrity weekend. Ooh. Garrity's great. I know, I'm excited. Check out his never-ending tour. He's never pretty awesome. Never-ending tour. Um, I, I, I signed the back of his uh, CRV with the How to Die Alone. Uh, nice, hashtag, Not nice. hashtag, um, Twitter handle. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's under the wheel on the back if anyone's looking for it. Unless someone <laughs> wrote over it. That's true. Um, Bastards. What is this shit? White out. And then it's run. Um... The seventh, I will be at Cage Brewing, opening for uh, my boys, Vomit Sawdust. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, up there in St. Pete. Yeah, St. Pete's, and then that's a uh, good place. So February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, I'll be doing the anti Valentine's Day show with the Abortion Twins. I will also be doing that, Mr. Matt Carter. I'll also abortion be Twins. Yep, the Abortion Twins. They've been going fifteen years now. Portuguese breakfast. Breakfast. I think they kind of uh, what. They kind of beat the system. The abortion twins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still alive? That's the yeah. joke. Ah, okay. They're, they're yeah. big sillies. They're big Ah, they're big, oh, they're big sillies. They're big old they're sillies. Big old I like the little sillies. They're though. super sweet, sweet I'm making dudes. some I've sillies. for quite a while. That'll be Brass Mug in Tampa. Hell making yeah. some goofs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like uh, Brass Mug. That place is fun. Ye yeah. old mug. So it should be a good time. Come on, see be a great Killer time. Carter and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Danny and Rich. Uh, I well, obviously hopefully, the music, obviously, yeah, the music the, that's going to happen. We're the only comedy. We're the only, yeah. We're Besides nice. the musical comedy. Uh, hopefully, the day <laughs> this comes out, this comes out on Thursday the 6th. Hopefully, I will have won the New Faces competition that is tomorrow. Uh, so, we'll report back about that. And then, the night this comes out, I'll be at Steep Station in Palm Harbor, featuring uh, there at... Uh, with dang old Chuck Turgeon at Steep Station Palm Harbor. I also have an appointment at Florida Orthopedic Institute. I will nice. Be, I'll be doing a set that night when you're there. You are? Yeah, on Thursday. Oh, um, nice. John J. Murray's going to be there, a bunch of people. The, okay. You're Thursday the 6th? Thursday the 6th. Yeah. I didn't... Okay, so it's just like a... Um, it's it's a Chuck room. It's, it's just a Chuck room. Okay, I didn't know if, if, I, it was like, if I was like a center spot or whatever when he asked me, but I'll be there. Your 9.30 to 10 should be like usual. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, assuming you said featuring? I don't I don't know. He just contacted me. Well, you might just be doing a 10 minutes. I don't know. Sweet. Um, That's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> also fine. You'll yeah. be performing there. I shall be performing there. And then the only other thing I want to plug, like it's it's a ways out, but Jorge listens and we love Jorge. I'll be doing the uh, Culture Control show um, the 26th of February. Fuck yeah. Nice. Jorge's awesome. So much fun, dude. Listen to the Lazy Ass Podcast with Jorge. Yeah, I nice. did it. It's fun. Go do it. Listen. He's, he's a good people. I wish I was doing the Culture Control show. Well, I, they'll probably be doing it the month after. I know. <laughs> if you're available. Man. 
I might. I think it's like, I don't think I'm available on the uh, 26th anyway. So I'm just gonna. Jorge don't like white people. So yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I'm Italian. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.